0: You're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salama and I am extremely excited to be presenting you yet a new episode with someone that I have the utmost admiration for. Uh, This person goes by the name of Ritz Fitzgerald who is the ceo and founder of augustus media many people may not know what augustus media is but those who live in dubai know what living dubai is and living saudi and those are very very influential media outlets or media companies here that live online that really play an important role in our lifestyles here in dubai um Now, I'm really excited to have Rich on the show, but I just want to give a shout out to the person who's playing the music right now. He just made the cover of DJ Mag in Spain. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm kind of, you know, in shock and and in awe and feeling so much pride because Ash is literally the first sort of independent Arab musician to do that. He was a fanboy of DJ Mad growing up and today, actually two days ago, he became the cover. He made the cover of it. So that was big. And I just want to salute all the youth listening to us or all the youth that aspire to become because this is sort of the network and this is. This is the energy it takes to become. ashes. Is, is such a pure soul. He's one of my best friends and I'm so proud of him. So without further ado, this is why we make episodes like this. This is why we bring leaders like Rich to help us become and become empowered. So without further ado, I am really, really, really excited to hop on this podcast with Rich and share sort of how he's managed to overcome this covid pandemic with hiring you know he has a staff of people and i couldn't imagine what it's like for a small medium enterprise to be able to survive and not just survive sorry to thrive in this environment this is ritz fitzgerald exclusively on empathy always wins rich thank you so much for joining empathy always wins um Last week, when we were talking about this episode, uh, you guys hit 400K on Loving Dubai. So I just want to say congrats for that. And uh, it's been a crazy ride for 2020 and 2021. So uh, before we just dive deep into it, can can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, who is uh, Rich Fitzgerald? And like, what
1: is Loving Dubai? Well, firstly, Where- Ali. <laughs> yeah, uh, gladly. Yeah, firstly, Ali, thank you for getting in touch and for having me on. Uh, congratulations on what you've done so far with Empathy Always Wins. It's great to see this type of content in the public sphere. And also, uh, irrespective of the subject matter, being really important to see a good a content creator uh, who's as passionate as you are in the region. So uh, yeah, just my uh, hats off to you, for what you're doing. Thank you, man. And um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, uh, Love & Dubai is a, a local news and lifestyle platform. Uh you know, it, it kind of emerged around the time when new media brands uh, were uh, growing quickly on social media. Uh, and um, uh, I come from a social media agency background and uh, my career was kind of about eight or 10 years in. So really the early doors of social media in Ireland in 2007, 2008, like I, I just started working in a digital agency when... Twitter and Facebook and Bebo started and I was passionate about that stuff then so I was I think I was right time and I just I just went with that for 10 years it took me everywhere it took me all over the world It did lots <laughs> of fun campaigns lots of things and by the time I was kind of looking to do something myself uh the me, building media brands and platforms on social media uh, was happening and um I just ended, ended up doing that for for the last 5 years so um so yes yeah, so it's been a really fun ride um I'm still as passionate about it every day uh I love the media space I love uh digital I love social media and right now I love this region I love the opportunity I love the cultural diversity and I love uh I love being part of it I really really passionate about this space and uh the region and Yeah, it's fun. Every day is different. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're also learning
0: Arabic, which is kind of crazy for a Brit to sort of like dedicate you know um, i'm just gonna jump into it and smashy tv as well as doing a great job i mean I, I started realizing i'm sharing more of my stories of smashy and Brilliant. it's very 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 <laughs> cool very very nice nah, very cool to see what you're doing i mean you know i, I remember us you know before before hopping on to this episode you were talking to me about you know why you like media here and the cultural sensitivities between you know uh, other places in the world and in and, and, and the arab world and you know it's for someone like myself who is Egyptian, who is, you know, of, of this region, it's, it's, it's almost, I wouldn't say impossible, but it's very rare to see people who very much so not only empathize and respect, but work with our culture in a manner, you know, to drive innovation and, and, and really um, create some, a new wave in the space. So, I mean, I just want to take this conversation more so to how you've navigated COVID. Like, I know you have, a team and that must have been a lot of pressure in a way to keep those families running and and not make hard decisions and my question is have you made hard decisions how's how's that been on your own mental psyche and and how could you sort of give a, a, a one piece of advice or maybe who was your who was your to go to in 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 uh in in that uh in that point of time how did you manage that
1: yeah, it's, a, you know, uh, I think everyone uh, dealt with and managed uh, COVID personally and professionally in many different ways and still are. Uh, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that, Ali. Like, uh, I think from a business point of view, decisions are made uh, from a people point of view. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to kind of give this context. I'm not um, I'm not uh, qualified in many ways. Uh other than have experience at running a services-based company and uh so you know a lot of what, what what we do at Augustus Media and what I've put in place we're trying to build a meaningful business over time um I borrowed things from leaders and managers I've worked with uh values from companies I've worked with I've, I've created something that I think uh fits the services industry it also fits the digital industry and hopefully Uh, the kind of diverse culture that we have fits the region as well. So a lot of those sort of um, five years in, a lot of those things sort of helped us survive uh, COVID as a business, but also decisions were made. But really I would love on an empathy always wins podcast to say that we led with empathy, but we didn't (laughs) really, we, (laughs) 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 but uh, you know um but I think empathy you know I don't think you can it would be nice to do that and I think we I, I did consider uh being empathetic with decisions and thinking of people but um you know my world view Ali is that and it and it shapes uh you know it shapes the diverse culture my world view is that ev- everyone should have equal opportunity and that it's up to everyone to make things happen for themselves and Absolutely. you know if co if covid ha- you know if covid messes things up for someone uh you know they can take that on as responsibility and not blame covid or not blame their employer or whatever and i i just that that's my mindset to these things you know Absolutely. i wasn't I wasn't too, uh, you know, I, I I feel that everyone who walks in this door, one of our values is ingenuity, it's about empowerment. And everyone who comes in here has huge opportunity to grow. In fact, we actually go out of our way sometimes not to hire above people so other people can grow, even though they're not ready. And um, anyway, on COVID, on the 12th of March last year, uh, we had a biggest month ever as a business, we, uh, and for a twenty people company, we brought in over a million dirms revenue in February. We it was twenty twenty. We had plans to go from twenty three staff to thirty uh, to two point eight million dollars to four million dollars last year. Uh, we were ready to go. We with everything set up. We didn't have any big capital outlays, and uh, then bang! And you know, a lot of F and B our clients, media partnerships are our clients. And we we saw it happening really early. Uh, I have some contacts in uh, in Asia, and you know we saw it happening. We started writing, and we were in touch with the government by media office, and we started writing about the first cases. And uh, so I was aware, and I was waiting for things to cancel, and nothing was being cancelled. Like, the, but tennis uh, tournaments happened with almost full stadiums at the end of February, and it was just surprising to me that things weren't cancelling and then I went to a conference on the 1st to the 4th of March last year that didn't get cancelled and I was like why isn't this being cancelled we couldn't get refund and everything like that but by uh, you know we set up a kind of a quick chat uh with four or five people I said every hint you get in an email or any conversation that I don't have visibility on I need this info I need this data uh because I need to know early on this. And it was Thursday afternoon on the 12th. Uh, uh, my finance director uh, had pulled together a cash flow thing. And I just decided right there and then uh, that I was going to do 15% pay cut across the staff and 15% headcount reduction. So I called four people into a room and wow. let them go. Wow. Straight away. Uh, and, you know, Ali, that saved us. Was that tough That though? saved the like- business like personally how how do you
0: like how like put me in that position walk me through your the the point where you just call people because i think many listeners listening to us right now are like wow that's a so number one that's either a very brave guy or that's a heartless guy like how does and i know you're not heartless i feel like you're very this is a very tough thing to just tell someone hey you got to be cut off how do you it takes a it takes a certain level of leader to make that with level of respect right how do you do that it's a very hard thing how do you do that I think
1: well on, on the other part of this is how you deliver it, uh, yeah. is important but how you how you decide on it No, the, you delivery, part, know the that, delivery part. the delivery part the delivery part yeah yeah so the delivery so basically I was shaking I was I was scared it was the hardest professional day of my life however uh I don't I spend so much time not being compromised on decisions. I I really, you know, there are many things that I can, I could possibly do for the wrong intentions. And I am my biggest judge. I criticize, I critique, I do not. Because I think that's what, um, I think that's what causes many issues in companies. I think that's what causes corruption. I think everything, as soon as you compromise, as soon as you let the standards drop, Mm. Then when the big decisions come, you have a, you have a behavior type that uh, makes decisions. Uh, we have one of our, under one of our values, a behavior type, we have say challenge things in the interest of the business. So when someone comes to me and asks for something, I, I try and read them or I try and ask them, are you putting yourself first to the business first? And that's how I judge myself. Like I, I yeah. could tell you so many examples when, uh, you know, people have asked me for favors and I just don't do it. Like I don't even enter it because I'm then more ready to make decisions like this, because I know when I'm making that decision, I can look someone in the eye and I know why I'm doing it. Yeah, I know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it uh, because it's my job. I'm an employee and I have a responsibility to run the business. Yes, I have a responsibility to the staff here. But I, I, I told you earlier on my view on this is one of one of the four said to me, "We're in the UAE. We're we don't we're not from here. Uh, we, you have more responsibility for us." And I took I took offence to that because you know. And since then, in the last year or so, I've I've kind of realised well the type of company I want to build in the UA, and it's from Ali talking to on Dubai Works on the podcast, it's from talking to people who built uh companies over 30, 40 years in the UAE, uh, you know, very wealthy people, very successful people, and listening to how they built manufacturing hubs and things like that, I've learned that we don't we don't need to listen to views on oh, you know, expats and mercenaries and stuff like that. So you know, I I want to build a company and hire people from the UAE. Absolutely, uh, who grew up here, whether they whether they however they identify themselves. But I believe that that's the best way to build uh, uh, and create equal opportunity for people here. And it's the same with our office in Saudi. You know, it took it took us a few years to get it right, but now you know it's it's people yeah. who are in that country and you can create a good company then. So when someone says to me something that. You know is passing responsibility, you know, the, for me, you know, and a, like I I won't, uh, I, that doesn't have an effect on me, that doesn't change my mind, you know. So, uh, the, the delivery of it, yes, um, you know, you, you need to show empathy. I think what what we did was, uh, we just uh, try, I tried to explain it, I tried to explain the way it is for the business, but then. We helped with everything we could in terms of, uh, you know, visas. And none of that was rushed. Like, we we kind of just helped with laptops, visas, uh, money, if they needed anything like that. Like, that part of it was kind of like, we know, this is an uncertain time. uh, And we're not, you know, we're not kind of uh, cutting everything off and rushing everything now because that would have been even more difficult for people because it was so hard to find something new at the time.
0: No, I definitely, I really respect that. I think, um, you know, though two people can say the same thing and one person can really make someone feel a lot better even though they've communicated the same thing. And I think that's what I, I, I truly see when, uh, when when you're speaking. And I think that um, a lot of the results of Loving Dubai, you know, having the, the, the honor of speaking with you, knowing how successful the company is from a, you know, pure perspective and from word of mouth, Uh, usually it takes a lot uh, from one person to be able to enforce company values and company cultures. And and, and it's almost like a DNA that almost is infused in the name that people feel. Because a brand is what something makes you feel versus, you know, something like a, as a some other thing. And I feel like with what you're saying, it, it you're you're totally relating back to a brand manual guideline that is even bigger than you or higher than you, which you almost refer back to, which which is super inspiring. It's 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 almost um, it almost makes me reflect onto me building in power or building a mental health sort of um company that really wants to make a social change i think those same d those same transferable uh, you know uh, skill sets are are are, are the core fundamental success factors of any company but i think that what i want to talk about right now is is you i think what i really want to talk about right now is you you are learning arabic you are investing so much of yourself into this region um Let's talk about the cultural like sense of, like intelligence. how important is it to you know just be super culturally intelligent and how has that played a role in your success as as uh, as a CEO?
1: Yeah uh, I don't know. I don't know how uh, culturally. I'm definitely passionate about, I, I, I think, you know, to kind of answer that from a kind of a top down or, a, you know, I kind of embrace learning. So, mm. you know, my, you know, that's one of the things that I know I'm happy if I'm learning. I know I'm also happy when I'm on a bike or if I'm in <laughs> And, you know, le- learning for me is, isn't necessarily, hasn't been, uh, brilliant like I, I, I'm i not officially dyslexic but I definitely miss uh, things and typos I'm always working on that and so so like that but you know I wasn't super academic but now learning is just you know what I learned Ali uh, you know when people say words and you don't understand what they mean like when they say compound interest or things compound and you go okay that's yeah. a fancy term that one Warren <laughs> Buffett uses but, but like <laughs> but the the fact of The fact that the thing of compounding is just so interesting, so interesting to me. And, it, 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 you know, I just finished uh, a book on uh, ultra running and they talked about microbes and how how uh, we train our body to get cravings for things by giving it the same stuff. And you can have a craving for McDonald's or chocolate or flax seeds or whatever, you know, healthy stuff, um, you know, and, and there's the everything compounds Uh the, the gym I, I train with the the br uh, people that their tagline is 1% better every day. And, you Absolutely. know, so everything, every, you know, uh, investing compounds, knowledge compounds. And if you embrace that. So I I design my life around that. So I, I, I try and consume knowledge. I try and, uh, you know, people say don't associate, get rid of toxic friends and stuff like that. But actually, I don't sit down and go, A, B, is this friend toxic or not? I just sit down and go, I'm going to learn. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as I learn loads and loads of things, then you just attract more of it. And the yeah. stuff that isn't uh, that isn't making you happy. You don't even make a choice to allow it in or not. It just doesn't yeah. get in because there's just no time for it. And, Absolutely. You know, um, on on the Arabic part, I remember when I came here <laughs> nearly ten years ago. I I went to a class in the evening, and I was working really hard. At I, you know, I was I was kind of like, doing a regional role in the services company. We can we can talk about the pressures and stress because I think that's a bit of context around, um, you know, COVID. But uh, you know, I was I, I fell asleep in the class. Like I was I was like not able to <laughs> after like a long day. And Arabic is super hard, like it so is. hard. It's <laughs> one of the hardest languages <laughs> so hard there's so many words for everything there's so many dialects like it's just so and hard and you're in level
0: one like or uh, level three yeah. or level 10 there's like level 100 where every freaking vowel or every single <laughs> letter is has an accent so like i don't even know it so i don't even blame you but i think i read it like yeah. and i feel like good enough but anyways yeah yeah but you you how's your arabic you're you're well, fine let, oh, so you like, this, read it. Yeah, yeah i can speak i think i, I i'm i mean I, i'm speaking so uh i think i had a huge issue with yeah. talking about mental health in english here in the region but when the un told me hey you know if you want to actually be somebody here you need to speak in arabic i'm like okay let's google translate and
1: then i've just been hitting google translate thing ever. Oh well. yeah but yeah. anyways so yeah you're creating content in arabic as well yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. i mean you yeah, are too I think, right i, th- I
1: think smashy uh yeah we do um we do a lot in arabic now a lot like uh we do all of it in saudi and arabic and translate some back to english smashy is nearly fully arabic uh yeah, and the mix it. of the team and the and the culture uh you know the it, it's good content i don't know if um i see arabic brands that are really big i don't know if you if you want to get loads of pages should you do arabic or english like i i do feel that smashy will have a balance of English and Arabic because I think the region um you know I think people can have both in some respects it depends on the country mm. but yeah on the cultural thing like I grew up in a Gaelic speaking area in Ireland so wow. uh the, the so I, I had to I was forced to I had to like you know Gaelic was almost my first language it was first schooling but I and then I lost it kind of uh now like many years later uh and then uh, In university, I I studied German. I I lived in Germany for a year uh, and I never really got super fluent at either. I was kind of fluent at Irish, but maybe I was like 70% fluent or 60% fluent at German. So uh, my expectations to get fluent on Arabic are definitely not high. Uh, However, uh, by embracing learning, uh, I can maybe understand some conversations, Excellent. but it just—it just. It just um, I watch all these shows now that I never that uh, that seven eight years ago they weren't subtitled and they weren't on streaming. So I watch all the as much as I can Arabic shows, and I learn so much, Ali, from that. Like it's unbelievable how much I learn, and yeah. and the more I learn, the more I realize how. um, okay how ignorant other people are (laughs) in the western world and you know i don't think it's i don't think it's a mission to kind of change their mind or whatever because i just don't really care like i I think you know what we what we're doing on our channels here is for people here who get it like if you don't get it like then watch what you get you know yeah that's what's fascinating about it yeah
0: I mean, look, to any Arab who, you know, encounters a, someone like yourself from a different part of the world who is living here and even thriving here, to just see them learning Arabic, that's like, that's like 400 lat points there. That's a lot of respect. It's a lot of respect because, you know, a lot of friends from our, you know, Arab background uh, who go back to the States, who like myself go to Canada, we lose the written and, and, and sometimes the spoken Arabic. And we, we literally don't put that much effort and emphasis and to see someone like yourself, who's actually strapped, it's the effort that counts. And I think that you've kept on mentioning, you know, s- small, s- consistent actions. And that is an incredibly important habit that, you know, I've been really, really embedding and nail pointing in my life. That's, that's how, you know, when I gave up my 70 or 80 K starting salary job, I had to go to every youth school and and speak to be able to speak like this and have a a genuine, I love conversations because that's when we learn, right? I can read a book about you 10 years later, or I can be your friend and I can really just, you know, have a loving conversation from that standpoint, from a human centric standpoint. So I've discovered that, you know, with podcasts going out, uh, going back to your point, it's about putting that 1% every day. So I think, I really, really, really like what you've said about the Arabic. Um, I will definitely champion you. And if you need any support, 100% for sure, I'm definitely always going to be there. But I definitely want to just pinpoint one last thing on the podcast. You are a leader that I have met not so many like. And you you have a, a compass that you probably follow, maybe subconsciously or maybe consciously. What are four or three non-negotiables in your life that allow you to thrive at the level that you are right now
1: yeah it's it's a good question it's a hard one to answer um and i i think that by the by evolving and by learning i think we can answer a question like that different at different stages you know i think um uh yeah uh, non-negotiables in terms of um like aspects in your in life they can be as
0: broad or as okay as as, as as narrowed down like are there some things in your day that if you don't do you won't get the sharp rich uh
1: yeah you know what um yeah i mean non-negotiables like i can answer that simply and what i like Absolutely. definitely do i like working i like um i like being free to make my own decisions i like uh I like exercising. I kind of have to have one or so session a day <laughs> or yeah. the cycling, the swimming or running or whatever. I like that and I like reading. I like uh, reading media, sports uh, and then that, that type of stuff. But training and, and that type of thing and just working on building this company is kind of non-negotiable. However, uh, you know, um, if I'm not the full rich, if I'm not a third person, but if I'm not my, my fully <laughs> self, if I'm not like 100% me, and if I miss some of those things, you know, I um uh, I feel like uh, people who are influential or are uh, great people of the past, um, they probably didn't feel themselves one hundred percent all the time. Yeah, I mean, Ali, if we look back to history in any country, uh, you know, leaders mightn't have looked healthy, right? So <laughs> how can they be so great? If they if they were unhealthy, if they didn't exercise, if they smoked, if they drank all the time, but they were still great. Why? Because you can still, if you don't feel great, you can still be influential. And this relates to COVID last year. I saw something about a circle of influence, and that even when you're not great, you can be be influential. So you if you if you wake up and you're not feeling good, it's it's almost relates really, to fixing growth mindset like. If you feel really low, and I go through this two or three times a year, give or take on average, whatever, when I feel burnt out, um, and I have done for fifteen years, service-based industry, whatever, it's just they're difficult times. And but I I, I know when they are, and I don't stop. I do little bits to keep mm-hmm. going. But also on the influential side, I don't I I don't compromise my decision making. And at that time, I try and delegate a little more, and That's I try right. and move the the deadlines a little more just to reduce the anxiety and stress a little bit. Mm. But I I never uh I, I think that uh you know if I was operating at 30% capacity, you can still be a hundred percent influence. And yeah. we're lucky because leaders can be, whereas individual sports people can't. If you're yeah. a 30% and you're a tennis player, you're out of the tournament. Whereas if you're at thirty percent and you've got 20, 30, hundred, or two hundred people, you can still hit your quarterly targets., Absolutely. but you have to recognize how to channel that interest and how much you deliver yourself and how much someone else can do. so uh, so I you know i I don't think um, oh, I wasn't feeling well that month, uh, therefore we won't perform well. What I do think is if I go on holiday, mm. then <laughs> then then we don't perform well. so, that that's why that's why I don't really um I don't really like holidays or take holidays I don't agree with them for me personally
0: yeah
1: uh, it doesn't work and and um you know people always say get some rest or take a break no thanks <laughs> don't want to mm-hmm. you know because because even yeah, if um, even if I, I need a break then
0: you've built that lifestyle that uh, that is based on I mean uh, you've built rich you've built the ideal lifestyle around rich everything you've said. I couldn't separate whether that was fun or work and I could hear it in your voice. And I think ideally, this is anyone's dream listening to, 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 to achieve that or to be within a circle of people to every day do something that they don't wanna, you know, walk out the office at 5 p.m. Thursday or 5 p.m. on a Friday in the Western world. You know what I mean? And I think that this is what makes this conversation super unique in my point of view, because if to you, maybe may be like, that's 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 who i that's who i am i live like that every day it's weird but like to people listening this is this is this is hella weird this is like this is this is a dream and i think that you mentioned the point of between a leader individuals individual individualism versus collectivism in the sense that there 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 is a lot of uh, leeway when you have that capacity to lead teams because Psychologically speaking, I think you've mentioned and tapped into self-awareness quite a lot, understanding that, you know, if I, if, if, if I'm burnt out, that doesn't mean that, you know, I should quit and, and do whatever. That means that I should be a little bit more self-compassionate, send my deadlines, but play the long game because I'm not in business for a short term. I'm in business for the long term. So I, yeah, sorry to cut you off there. I think that it was super important to just like reiterate from a mental health standpoint that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's rewarding as well. Like, you know, the, I, Ali, I used to have goals that had kind of, the, not materialistic, but they were different types of goals. And I feel that, you know, that can compromise decisions. So there are some goals there for direction, but basically, uh, you know, the, 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 the rewarding is seeing people in the company grow. Uh, it's seeing the progress that we can make. And you know if the deadlines get moved i could get frustrated i could get frustrated that we haven't made more progress or not but mm. do i know we're making progress yes and mm. uh you know i'm still figuring this out like i'm you know 38 this year uh when i was when i when i came here uh over the over that 2012 2015 period i equally i was running a team across 12 countries with and uh, hired kind of up to 30 staff and i made big mistakes then as, as someone with responsibility for people, Uh, you know, so I, I don't always get it right. And maybe looking back at this period that maybe I made mistakes last year, uh, you know, um, luckily last year, I was a little bit more ready for it because of the previous kind of senior role I had. And also we had, had a good team around me, you know, um, we have really good people here and, uh, I can see like, It's it's. I was talking to someone yesterday. We were talking about an acquisition, about whether to bring something in, and I I said, "Well, you know, at what point, you know, in a sporting analogy or in a in, in a kitchen analogy, if you have a team." And and they're really busy, but they have all. And you had say we've had seven new staff since the first of November. Mm. So, what point do we drop something else in? You know, <laughs> do you give them another yeah. goal? Uh, and are they are they passing the ball to each other well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we don't. And. I, I would like to. I would like to because I I can move fast if we need yeah. to move fast. You know we can launch. We, you know we can launch Lovins uh, in many places. I'm so tempted to. Yeah. I really am tempted Lovin to. Lovin Cairo. eh? I want to help you. Yeah. On. Well, well, <laughs> Joking. yeah that, well, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> I think I think Egypt it is is a huge market. So yes. maybe not there yet. I think that yeah. would probably be the the. And it's also relatively further away in terms of uh, yeah. kind of GCC Levant, but yeah, I, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, we could we could drop other things in, but you can just see that you know on the content team, if we dropped in a two hundred thousand dollar deal, I know they would deliver it. And, mm-hmm. In fact, you know they're working on Friday now, and they just delivered a really nice piece uh, for something important. But I'm so trustworthy there on the sales team how are they doing on the operations team how are we managing all the licenses what's our legal structure like Uh, and then on our tech team on our tech team we're, we're nowhere near where we need to be like it's like you know do we outsource do we use open source uh you know and we've just we've just repositioned a guy who showed interest in product and we're writing job descriptions for product development and things like that. But like, why would you then take on another project if really you're kind of two out of 10 on, on what you've yeah. got, you know? <laughs> so so those type of things, uh, you, you know, um, I, I remember actually asking Gary Vaynerchuk about about that type of thing. It's like, and I think we mentioned this before, is like, you know, if, if you're in the trenches, if you're comfortable making progress and getting stuff done, then, um, it gets super frustrating when you can't get stuff done and you can't move things ahead faster, like, like you would, if you were just doing it on your own. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's, um, I think that's, a, that's empathy. That's understanding that other people, uh, you know, people say, uh, you know, it's not their business is your business and stuff like that. And will they care as much? Um, and that's just the the journey I'm on in terms of leadership. Like, okay I, I seem to get it now for say 20 30 people but when that's 200 300 500 people oh, how will I how do I hope to grow and and yeah how do I kind of understand you know how do I see if people want to get these projects forward? Mm-hmm. what are the incentives in place uh, what's the motivation what's the driving factor for people um and how to how to continue to make progress uh you know with that in mind and but that's definitely they're the types of books I'll be reading. They're the types of people I'll be sp- speaking to, um, you know, uh, you know, because, because I haven't figured that out. I'm fairly comfortable in this size. I'm fairly, you know, I'm fairly confident that I can deal with the stuff hitting the window or whatever. <laughs> I can, I can, I have a fairly thick skin at, at this stage and then I can deal with like <laughs> social media crises and stuff like that, even in Arabic. Yeah. So, but, but like, but that's 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 all well and good I haven't proven anything on two three ten times the size of this and that's that's probably my personal biggest challenge um you know so I also you know your words are complimentary and and it's and you know like but I I don't for a second think uh you know I don't think I've achieved anything uh I don't think you know like I I kind of you know i i, I think if, if I, i'm not going to kind of um get complacent or slow or slow down like i kind of i think i have a great opportunity and augustus is a great opportunity to create a special company a new media company of choice in the region and i think the the region i'm so optimistic about the region Absolutely. um i remember i know, an old boss in london told <laughs> me in 2012 when i said i was going to Dubai and i'd never been here and yeah. it was to be a social media director and he said why why i'm doing the blinkers why yeah. why are you going to a place of <laughs> two million people and he's like go to China go somewhere and, it, and I was like yeah no uh, uh, 300 and something million people 22 Arab League countries <laughs> like and and that was it and that's why yeah. like and that's still it and it's even yeah. um it's even more inspiring like the to think that you know when I was growing up they used to say uh the brick markets were the emerging markets so brazil russia india and china uh 20 30 years ago and it's clear that two of those emerged or there is emerging and two aren't right yeah uh absolutely. you know china clearly emerged more than brazil did we could agree that <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. 20, 30 years later in terms of in terms of superpower and stuff like that but but like um those things don't just happen so the middle east in some brackets, it's called an emerging market, but it doesn't just happen to be an emerging market. There is great leadership, there's great vision, but you know, it's people like you, it's people, young people in the region, and that was the thesis for Smashy for the Driven Dreamers Doers that yeah. there is a cohort, a, a youth demographic that wants economic prosperity, that are smart, that come from, um, you know, the foundation of, of of society, that that you know, so much. Uh, ancient civilization is from the region and there's so much uh, there, there's so much yeah. substance. Uh, and I think I think that's the fascinating thing. And, you know, um, I know we talked a little bit before about media and regulation and perception, um, but I think, uh, I think what, what's fascinating is if you look at history, even 30, 40, 50 years ago, how parts of the world were perceived, say, during World War II or during the Cold War and things like that, and how then 50 years later, a new generation of enthusiasm and young people change perception. And I Absolutely. think that that's the biggest and best way to change perception is uh, be proud of where you're from. Uh, and, you know, and then the, the, everyone else will kind of eventually see that. Um, But yeah, you know, it might take time. I might be a little bullish. I might be kind of all in on it. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but I'm with but you. I'm with I, you for yeah. that. I'm with yeah. you for that.
0: I'm with you for that. I mean, the region is definitely ready. I, I, I wouldn't like, I love hearing someone who is per, like 10 years, maybe on top of my age say that because, you know, you've said, you've said your manager has said that to you. I mean, I've had family members tell me what the hell are you doing coming here? And here I am, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's the first month where I actually net, you know, I net positive. So I'm, 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 I'm so optimistic that, you know, you feel this way, because it takes a, I don't want to say a mafia like us, but it takes the, the prece- it takes a collective to sort of, emerge and 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 sort of overcome those i mean i'm doing keynote tonight at at, at canadian mental health association it's about building resilience and it's just about those who make it through those hard times are those that stick together and wire to like um i can't remember what it was like uh, neurons that fire together wire together yeah stuff like that and so people yeah you build people that you know that wire together then they fire together and i don't know if that went off too far but like you kind of get what i'm saying in terms of like building culture, building, yeah. building that collective sort of intelligence. But, um, no, you're, you're absolutely right on the, uh, on the, uh, on the perspective. I think, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it, leave it for you to kick off the ball. <laughs> I'm just going to leave just it for kick you, like to kick, to kick off the ball. Like if you have any other, like, um, things you'd like to mention mm. for, for young people out here, like young people who perhaps, um, that are experiencing this culture shift and perhaps want that last sort of word from, from you in terms of seeing how you envision, uh, Dubai at least for the next five years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you can look at many things, but I gave the example of kind of geopolitics and how perceptions and regions, uh, change over time. also how, how people change and, um, the, the leadership in the region uh, for at a country level at a sporting level, there are more heroes. Now uh, there are more things to inspire us. There's obviously access to information and things like that. I think, um, you know, the, I feel quite, you know, I, I think the COVID, the pandemic is such an opportunity. It's an opportunity on many levels. Absolutely. um And I think that, you know, people it's still going on. So if you don't feel as if you've really capitalised about on yourself, um, and it is a difficult time, and, and uh, but I think I think that's you really should kind of look at this and uh, with the view of looking back on it and being proud of what you your journey and your growth during it, because um, uh, I think it's so interesting. I think it's absolutely fascinating from a digital point of view, um, and um, you know that like i just think it's so fascinating from what's changing like the amount in our industry in our space like yeah. with podcasts with audio, i was just going to ask you and like i was i wasn't going to was <laughs> i'm rich without
0: asking you and what the hell uh, what that hell's happening to podcasts like like this you know yeah it's a multi what? it's becoming a multi-million dollar industry i mean i have I, I like empower started as a magazine and now it's becoming an agency and i just signed the the biggest sort of sexual and reproductive health educator and she's launching a podcast and we were just getting some sponsorship deals and i was like um no like dude the, the region is is insane insane in the numbers like cpm insane in the and the like saudi the the way it's adopting technology some people don't know how incredibly interesting those trends are i mean i don't have numbers like yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. i will stay so i will stay low and, and let you take the, the 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 floor here but it's, <laughs> it's widely fascinating
1: yeah, and you know, I love your empire t-shirt and 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 the brand. It's, I think you positioned really well. Uh, I think it's it's fascinating. But you see it, and you're enthusiastic about it. But there's other people, Ali, who are younger than you who have just graduated, and they think there's nothing out there. They think there are no opportunities. Yeah. Whether it's in, as journalists, you know, I I actually was a bit disappointed with some of the reaction during COVID by professionals in terms of. Uh, pivoting their careers and taking opportunities many left the country uh, you know whereas, whereas one of the trends in media last year was to go alone and to generate revenue people did cameos people made sub stacks people you know there's plenty of creators Absolutely. learned how to be influencers and things like that like there's plenty of ways to do it um, I'm not I'm not saying like you know go out there and put the camera on but like just believe it's possible I wasn't I w- definitely, if this happened me me uh, when I was say early 20s, I would have needed a job. Like I definitely needed a job. I don't think I could have created a uh, as self-employment at that time uh, without the experience that I had, like definitely not, but you can get it from a job, but just take a job and and, and be accepted of it on on podcasts. Like just learn like podcasts is so early. I, we're at, we're at the start of a decade that, absolutely you know, this is so so exciting i'm kind of glad i'm not doing pure social media now but i got in at social media in 2007 2008 that was my first job and i joined the we are social in london uh their massive global company mm-hmm. i think i was the 20th person in there because i was just so enthusiastic about it if you, you i'm not telling people what to be passionate about but you're so right on audio. You're so right. And I don't see enough people come to us and go, I really care about streaming. But for me, streaming uh, is we're just that we're at dot one, like, you know, there used to be uh, there used to be 90 or 100 million people to watch Pan Arab TV during Ramadan. Now there are four or 5 million subscribers of streaming platforms in the region. That's a gap. There are five percent uh, of households, are, and that gap's going to catch up. Like I don't think people get who's going like, to win rocket ship people? we've started. Absolutely, <laughs> but the, 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 there are five percent <laughs> of households in Saudi Arabia that have a that have a connected TV. People dispute that in the industry, but that's a, that's the research because they they think it's more. No, we're at, we're at year one, like the the, the people still yeah. flick channels. What like flicking channel is the equivalent? Like it, it's the equivalent of dialing a phone with your dot dot dot. It's equivalent. <laughs> we we will not be flicking channels from yeah. one to a hundred in 10 yeah. to five years time. We'll be flicking apps connected yeah. tvs are real code curtains real people say ott but it's addressable tv it's connected tv and this is real and then similarly in audio audio is very very early because yeah. of of the power of it but i i just think on on podcasts and audio like uh, I, you know I, I just i just think modern media is a mix and Absolutely. you know that's why we that's what you know i, I think it's audio text and, and video and i, I don't think I, I don't think that podcast is just going to simply take the radio money. Like I, no, I don't no. think it's going to work like that. So, so yes
0: yeah yeah, i think i think it's going to be based on communities i think podcasts are very community driven and i think like every school in dubai will have a daily podcast in the next three years uh x is the star of you know the sports medalist uh, and x is reader of the week book of the week and they'll have people who study media at desk or desk uh saying uh you know that 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 run the media programs at those schools for their a-levels or gcse's literally have their internships right at school so I think the way people are thinking about careers and and experience that's going to entirely change because you can do this from I mean I'm in my bedroom and I have a number one Apple charting podcast with over 100k downloads in a year I mean that like was, yes. that, that wasn't that wasn't I mean hey look I had a mic I'm a singer when my magazine wasn't working well. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? I have Ableton and I can mix audio. All right, let's just start a podcast and bring men to talk about leadership through the scope of mental health and call it empathy always wins. And that's what I did. And it worked. But what I'm trying to say is that amazing. What I'm trying to say is that this is accessible. And I think that what you're trying to say is look at through look through opportunity. And I think this is where we meet. And thank you so much for this was this was hella crazy. I was like, we're going for 30 minutes. I looked at the time. And I was like, holy crap, this is 45. Uh, but hey, uh, sorry, been, it's longer. No, 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 no. Hey, Rich, like this could go on for ages. I really, really like talking to you. And I think that, you know, you, what you've built is something that, that I have so much admiration for and I utterly respect and I can't wait to see how far you're going to take it. Um, and I really, really, really just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart.
1: It's very kind, Ali, and good to meet you. Uh, As a uh, like, there are a few people who kind of clearly are passionate about uh, content, (laughs) and you're successful in your own right. So hats off to you! Like, it's very impressive. Uh, And keep it up. It's good to have connected. Thank you, man. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this was
0: Rich Fitzgerald. Something about the name of Rich Fitzgerald seems some seems like something that makes you feel like gra- grander than life i don't know if you guys feel what i'm feeling but maybe it's just my intro or the way i say rich fitzgerald but rich is an amazing guy um i actually called him yesterday to ask him on advice on how to start up you know empower in dubai the legal corporate structure things that you know i wouldn't really share if i, if I didn't believe in how great this human being is beyond the success that he has amassed and beyond what people see of Loving Dubai, he is um, a great leader, someone that I could call um, a, a great friend but also someone that is just as who he is on and off screen and that is something that our generation is irrefutably demanding of tomorrow leaders need to be authentic genuine um hopefully empathetic and that's why we're making the show but more so human because we are going through a very challenging time in the world and we need people that will make us feel heard seen respected and um yeah heard basically we need we need people to feel us because that's where We create the best ideas, we innovate, and we just keep going and moving forward and pushing that needle as further as we can to sort of break those boundaries that we wanna break. So thank you so much for joining. Empathy always wins, guys. This is an incredible moment for the history of Empower. I know we've only been around for, now it's two years, but wow, like we just made our first month of revenue after around 15 months and people think it's easy it's not easy but you have to keep going and eventually bump into people like rich and you make great friends along the way and i will be putting a letter out because officially we're launching empower this month this month and officially i think that transparency is the way to grow so I'll be writing my letters, taking Empower Mag sort of dot, uh, DNA and, and putting it out there uh, just because I love to express and just because um, I think that's why I made this show, right? Because I feel like I'm passionate, uh, you know, when it comes to delivering this message and it's a lot more than mental health to me. It's a message that's from my heart and I don't believe that people should suffer out there. I believe people should understand how hard yet fulfilling this journey is and guys if you're listening out there and you're not feeling great well you're not alone because the only thing that keeps us going is having a purpose that's way bigger than us and way bigger than our name and way bigger than anything that we can ever imagine because the only thing life that's certain is death so if death is the only certainty then we have nothing to lose my friends let's go thank you guys and i hope to see you next week on Thursday and guys we'll be making the show once a week I am sorry I'm getting busier really wanted to do it twice a week it's going to be once a week 4 p.m on Cairo time on Thursday 6 p.m Dubai time I think this is about like minus um, that's 9 a.m eastern time guys quick math right there but I'll leave you on this note and this is the most important note of the show in life and in business empathy
1: authenticity always I swear to God, it always wins.